0: So here we are, and if you if you've heard me uh, in the past, it seems like I usually have a message about mission work. I'm usually usually trying to get get more people involved in mission work, and and there's a lot of a lot of reasons to do that. But here's the thing: when when we're asked to to be a guest preacher, we don't we're not given a a theme or even, you know, ideas about what to preach about, we're told it's up to you. And usually, Jim and the others that come, we tend to speak about what's been on our heart lately, and um, today's mission, uh, today's message is not really going to be about mission. It's to look at something else that concerns me about our world. Uh first off, I want to share a little story. Several years ago, uh, back when our services were arranged closer together, so quite often uh, choir members would be standing outside the doors listening to the end of our service and uh, usually, you know, the last song. Well, we ended with this particular song who you know was it writ- was written by artists that pronounce it hosanna uh, as we were leaving the room a lady from the choir grabbed me and said it's hosanna and i was kind of stunned that she would do that and it just it just kind of instantly i got this feeling like that's what's wrong with our churches we don't agree how about the end of a, the end of a prayer, do you say, Amen? Or do you say, Amen? Not a big deal, right? I mean, either one works. I, I I'll be honest with you. I use them both, different situations. Um, for me, it's kind of silly that we would argue about simple things like that. It, it's kind of, you know, it's it's more important which way the toilet paper rolls, right? Than than how we say certain words. But in our churches, in different denominations, and even in our own denominations, we disagree about the order of worship or how to take communion. Um, And these simple little things divide us. Not a lot, but it's the beginning of division. Um, Our churches, our towns our country, we're all divided now. And, and it's, it's getting worse. Who, who should we follow? You know, we have, we have these, these leaders in our, in, our, in our midst who aren't doing such a great job. How about Jesus? I mean, we come here on Sunday and we are unified, right? We are a family. I love that picture. Um, what about Monday through Saturday? You know, the world gets a hold of us, and again, they start pulling us apart. You know, in Jim's message, he talked about our seemingly nature to judge one another over again simple things. You see someone, I saw someone driving with his left leg out out the window, and I instantly made a comment to myself about how foolish that was and then God hit me right upside the head and said don't judge you don't know his situation maybe he has an injury that requires that Um, but not in here we don't judge each other here where is the unity I forgot to bring my NLT Bible with me. I was going to read John again. Um, But it's fresh in your minds. Uh, In the NLT version, he calls it such perfect unity. This this is the words of Jesus speaking. Um, And what he says in the NLT version is such perfect, perfect unity so that the world will know that you sent me. He's praying to God. This is, I think this is a very powerful statement by Jesus saying that our unity tells the world that God sent him. He also said to remember, a house divided cannot stand. We must stand together to prove that God sent his only son to save us from our sins. How can we stand united? Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I tried something a little different while writing this message. I went to the internet for definitions on the word unity. Bear with me. This is the internet. So, definition one from the internet for unity. The state of being united or joined as a whole. Um, Sounds nice, doesn't it? It reminded me, though, of a little story I wanted to tell you. Uh, Back in 2000, before this building had been built, I went to Phoenix with a couple other members of this church uh, for a convention on how to build a church. And we went to this huge warehouse-like building that was uh, the Phoenix Church of Joy, That had seating for a thousand people in worship. And they were, they were filling this warehouse-like church building with people. So here we are, a thousand parishioners from all denominations sitting in this room. And uh, a young associate pastor gets up and he's talking to us and greeting us. And he's, he's asking, uh, you know, how many, how many Baptists are here in the crowd? You know, cheer goes up from a section of the crowd. And he goes through all all these other different denominations and these little little pockets are are cheering. And then he says, well, how many United Methodists? And this roar comes up from all these different pockets all over the room. And he says, well, you're not very united. You can't even sit together. That stuck with me. It was a joke, but it stuck with me. Internet definition number two, the state of being, no, yeah, that's it, the state of being in agreement and working together. Very nice. Now, number three, the Internet's Bible version, as we live the gospel and love and serve others, we feel at one with our brothers and sisters and more in tune with the eternal. Okay, it's kind of warm and fuzzy, and it references Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Not bad. Uh, there was also a note. When the body of Christ operates in disunity, it paints a false picture of God to the world. Thanks for the reminder. Let's see. Point G- uh, oh, number four from the Internet. Jesus' definition of unity. Unity in Christ means love one another in spite of our differences. I'm going to read that again. Loving one another in spite of our differences. Okay, now we've got got some talking points, right? And finally, number five, a question on the internet. How can Christians live in unity? Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Okay, so at this point, I'm going to hit the like button on that one in the comments. But we'll come back to this, um, but I want to shift gears for a second and and look at the Matthew passage that we read and uh, how does it fit in here? Well, when I read this passage, I have to say I'm kind of embarrassed at how Jesus talks to the woman. It's shocking that Jesus could have been so callous. I'm not sure how he could have, could have thought that he was sent only to save the people of Israel. I see this story as kind of an aha moment for the Son of God. The woman's tremendous faith and humility not only convinces Jesus to heal her daughter, but I believe it also reveals to him a much greater calling. He was sent to save us all. Imagine how that resonated with his disciples. They would eventually go out and spread the word, his word, and build his church, and all would be welcomed. Before he left us, Jesus gave us the great commission. Go and make disciples of all nations. And we're still doing that, aren't we? Hmm, aren't we? Well, I I mean, we're trying to, but we still don't even sit together. We can't agree on Hosanna or Hosanna or Amen. Maybe we better read those passages again. (laughs) Jesus prayed to God for us to be in such perfect unity that the world would believe God sent Jesus. And he says it twice. The second time he says that the world will know that you sent me. And it reminded me of the song, They'll Know We Are Christians. You you all know it? They'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are. Yeah. It's got eight verses, and it's kind of repetitive, but it drives a point. The world will know us because of our love for not just each other, but for everyone. I'm getting tired. (laughs) Uh, So how can we show such perfect unity? How can we show the world such perfect unity? I'd say we need some of internet definition number four, some of internet definition number two, in some of internet definition number three. And heck, let's throw in number five as well. Let's review a little bit. Number four, love each other despite our differences. We have allowed ourselves to be divided by following leaders whose ideals and intentions are not based on the teachings of Jesus, far from. it. We must turn to God in prayer and follow the ways of Jesus. Number two, the state of being in agreement and working together. I love this. The church of Jesus Christ is the greatest team ever assembled. Amen? Amen. If God is for us, then who can stop us? Truly, no one. Internet definition number three. As we live the gospel and love and serve others, We feel at one with our brothers and sisters, bless you, and move in tune with the divine. Love and serve each other. Love and serve each other? Correct me if I'm wrong, but that sounds like mission work to me. Sorry, I guess this is going to be another message about mission. (laughs) Clearly, we do have a lot of work to do. The last two and a half years were hard for everyone. But we're back in church now, some of us at least. We need to reconnect with our brothers and sisters, get the team back together, so to speak, and revive some of the ministries that couldn't happen during the pandemic. It's taking time to get everything up and running again, but we're working on it. We are determined to get it. Going. So let's pray for God to lead us to His work and then help us join Him in it. If we put for God first in our lives, we can make the world better. I want to say that again. If we put God first in our lives, we can make the world better. Pray for God to help us achieve such perfect unity that the world will know. I've said it before, but I believe that we are at our best when we are helping others. Sharing God's love is inspiring. Helping someone else just feels good because it's designed into us by God. Years ago, our youth group had an activity they called Random Acts of Kindness, and this is is before your time, Tom, when, when my kids were teenagers. Random acts of kindness. One winter, after a very large snowstorm, we drove around looking for driveways that hadn't been cleared yet. Whenever we spotted one, the whole group would jump out and start shoveling. Now imagine a dozen kids and a few adult leaders shoveling like crazy for five minutes to finish before the homeowner could come out of their house. If they came to the door, we would say God sent us, and we'd be on our way. But one lady was even seen running after us with cash in her hand trying to pay us. And we just smiled and said, no, God sent us. That was a good feeling. And, and, and there's, there's lots, lots of ways to get that feeling. Um, but doing God's work is, is the most satisfying. I've been involved in mission work ever, ever since then really. This was way before I started doing mission trips, but the the, the work of the church is mission work. Uh, I've been trying, and I, I'm going to make another plug for it now, to, to relaunch a program from our past called the Benevolent Action Team, BAT for short. Um, the BAT program enables us to help others with everyday tasks and everyday needs, sorry, by assembling a group of people willing to tackle small tasks easily. A call comes to the church asking for help, hanging curtains, putting an AC unit in the window, maybe some light yard work or clean up, anything around the home that that people might need help with. A message will go out to the group and anyone on the team that is able to can choose to help out. And this usually gets done very quickly. Usually within a couple hours, we, we've got an answer to the group message that someone has volunteered to do it or has already accomplished the task. Um, so it's, it's a it's a great way that we can get out and do daily good deeds. And I've asked people before, and I'm, I'm asking again, and I'm, I'm ready to start recruiting now. Um, we need both skilled and unskilled people, and, and and you are all qualified to be part of this ministry. So if you have a servant heart, um, sometimes sitting and, and listening to the homeowner while someone else does a little project, that is actually more important than the, the actual repair or task that's being done uh, because there are people that, that need to know that God loves them. And we can can provide that, right? This year, the church is trying really hard to get all our ministries up and running again, and we truly do have something for everyone. Serving God by serving others is a great way to build unity in the church, in our community, and the world. God called Jesus to save everyone. Jesus calls us to save them one at a time. And all God's people said, Amen.